Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gittimer. And I'm your host, Jen Gittimer. Well, in this podcast, we're going to help you attract more qualified, unbelievable, ready-to-buy clients. We're going to help you build loyal relationships. And the one thing you're hoping for, close more deals. Let's get into it. It's time to sell or die. Hello. Welcome back, Die Hard. And hearty welcome to you from the Andy Griffith Show, Floyd the Barber and <laughs> Floyd. For those of you listening on the podcast who cannot see the video, Jeffrey is wearing a Pink Floyd shirt. We have a very special guest today. I am so excited. We haven't had a lot of guests this year. We've been really, really selective in bringing you the best people. So no we pressure. We couldn't find any of those. So we went <laughs> so, so I got... was your next pick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, no, no. It's, no I'm really excited actually, for this. I so. was on Megan's podcast and she was just amazing. Hmm. And yeah, on so her I summit, thought, her summit. Yep, that's what it was, the summit. <laughs> but the, the challenge was we just engaged. It was really not, it was like I'd known her for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> and when you have a person, well, 50, I don't want to exaggerate, but when you have a person like that, you want to continue to expand the friendship and the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so this is part two of the Megan Taylor Morrison episode. I love it. So well, Megan, thank you for being here today. We're yeah. happy you're here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So our audience. Yeah, who the hell are you anyway? <laughs> well, my name's Megan Taylor Morrison, but y'all can call me Meg. I live here in Atlanta, hence the y'all. And what do I do? I'm a business and executive coach. I occasionally throw these very cool summits. Wait a that- minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just an executive coach. No. I'm the best freaking executive <laughs> coach alive on the planet. She didn't say just. She said business and executive coach. Oh. <laughs> but I appreciate that reminder to own it, Jeffrey. I'm going to just own it. Yeah. Please. I'm a fantastic business and executive coach (laughs) in case there was any doubt. Yeah. And I I love my work. I get to work with the coolest people and companies all around the world from an amazing asteroid mining company in Los Angeles to solopreneurs doing all sorts of badass things to executives high up in companies that are helping change the world. So it's super cool work. And when I'm not doing my business and executive coaching, I'm either in very cold water practicing the Wim Hof method, or I am competing internationally in Lindy Hop, which is the original form of swing dancing. So I'm a very busy woman and I love every single thing that I do. I've been talking about cold plunges on my Instagram now for like two weeks because I've been doing them every day and the benefits, I mean, most people don't want to get into a tub full of really cold water. I'm talking like, I don't know how cold you keep yours, but under 40 degrees, 39, 38 degrees mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and the benefits are amazing you can, f- oh, can yeah. you can feel it like it's, you no longer need ice cubes in your drinks because <laughs> you're already cold you're already freezing ass cold that's correct <laughs> oh man oh man diard if you haven't tried a cold plunge yet and you want a natural boost of energy and just to yep. feel like activated and boost your immune system, reduce your inflammation. Yep. I'm not sure what and else if it you're does. A man, if, you're going, tell us. if you're a man, you're going no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, there are men, real men do this too, Jeffrey. Oh yeah. 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 Lots I'm of men. Among them, I, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, are my, you? My best friends are, are cold plungers. <laughs> I can now come out of the closet and admit it that they are cold plungers, but I <laughs> am not. Just leave a note in the chat, you guys. 
if you're a coal plunger or not, because we want to know who, <laughs> who is a coal. But I mean, Jen is like addicted to it. She's telling me it's that addictive. It's her whole life, and you get this high from it that I can't quite explain because I've never done drugs. I can explain <laughs> it. I smoked marijuana for years. <laughs> Jeffrey, I what do you think it would? What do you think it would take to get you into a cold plunge? Is there anything you can think of that would get you in there? Well, no. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, would you I do it for money? Like, would like if there was a thousand bucks on the line? Thousand dollars, I can go earn. <laughs> I don't have to freeze my ass off. A million dollars, a million dollars. A million dollars, that probably would take a. There's always a price, you know. Everybody's yeah. got a price. Always have a price. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Everyone's a whore. The only question is for how much. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so new topic. <laughs> So Meg, how did you get into coaching? Gosh, I'm eight years into doing this full time. And I started because it took me 10 years to start my first business. And I'm a first generation entrepreneur. I don't know about both of you. Are you first generation entrepreneurs? You're a third generation entrepreneur. That's amazing. They didn't even call them entrepreneurs. They were just business people. Business people. Yeah. Yeah. My, my grandfather, my father, me. Got it. Now, was your grandfather an entrepreneur before he went to work with your dad? He owned a plumbing and heating supply business in New Jersey. And then my dad went into the army and then came out and started his own business. Oh, that's interesting. My grandpa was a worker in a factory with printing presses and then a manager and whatnot until my dad started a printing business and brought my grandpa in. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So they sort of reversed it. Like, yeah, that's, that's think, amazing. Yeah. They were, they were really good partners. It's a very important aspect of entrepreneurialism and business people. Every person who came to our house as I was growing up had their own business. Mm. Nobody was a worker. Nobody was an employee pissing mm. and moaning about their paycheck or their boss or whatever. They were all bringing their business problems into our home and talking about them. The party, a dinner party, or a Thursday night pinochle game, whatever it was, it was always people that owned their own business. Always. Yeah. And that's really important because it normalizes what business is yeah. and that it's okay and that it can work right. versus in my household, you know, my parents were hard workers, amazing, amazing human beings, my greatest cheerleaders. And the stories I got about entrepreneurship growing up were that it was dangerous, it was hard, and that really you just needed to get a great job risky. that had a 401k. Yeah, risky. Something safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I met and a few entrepreneurs. Funny. It is kind of funny. Sorry, it's kind of funny because like, what job in corporate America is safe? Right. <laughs> That's right. It's like yeah. this false sense Somewhere of around security. Zero. In fact, I think in some cases it's worse than safe. It's unsafe. Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's a false sense of security. Like, oh, they're just going to keep you forever. Yeah, and, and certainly and unsafe for your soul. They just laid off a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, who? Unsafe for your soul. I agree yeah. with that. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, so first generation entrepreneur. And so I was just struggling to start this business because I was super smart. I was successful. And yet I would go and get opinions from people and advice. And I just couldn't implement it because I was so scared. It was like a freeze response. And it wasn't until I met my first business coach that we were able to address starting a business holistically, not just what I needed to do, but the fear and the limiting beliefs and the mindset that I needed. And then six months later, I had my first company, which was this really cool company that did cultural immersion through the arts in different countries. It was a travel business. Oh, cool. Yeah, super fun. And I fell in love with coaching. I thought you did cultural emergence cultural... by buying a ticket to a museum. 
No, like we went and embedded with cool dance communities in different parts of the world. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. It was super neat. Really neat. Yeah. And so then how did you transition into what you're doing now? Yep. So I fell in love with the coaching process because it took me a while to get that six months to get that company started, but I was at my day job full time for about half of that. And then I cut back to half time and people were starting to comment like, Hey, something's different about you and your leadership. And you know, like the way that you handle yourself seems different. And I was having more authentic connected conversations with friends and family. And I realized that this coaching, this holistic approach was having all sorts of amazing benefits. And so I went and enrolled in my first coach training program. And I think both of, you know, like once you get into these coach training programs, it's a rabbit hole and you just want to take more and more and more. And then poof, <laughs> 10 years went by and like, here we are, you know? Wow. That is why I recommended that you hook up with Jen immediately. Because I'm down all the rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clue that's that so ice funny. bathing rabbit Listen, hole. Yeah. Meg, they're not rat holes. They're rabbit holes. Because when you go down a rabbit hole, a rat comes out. Not, not that good. You want a rabbit to come out. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Although I, oh. from having been in personal development a long time, there were plenty of rats. I do have to there say. Are. Yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. if you're a professional at it, you recognize them immediately. That's right. That's true. That's, That's true. right. Okay. So this is so interesting. So you own your own business, you're a coach. I love it. And you know, our show's called sell or die. Uh -huh. So I'm sure my hearts want to know, how do you go about selling and what is holistic hmm. selling look like? Yeah. Well, this, I think that there's two different types of entrepreneurs. There's the bridge builders and the boat burners. And you know that story of army went to war and they were had far fewer fighters and the head, I can't remember exactly how it went, but the head was like, I just burned all the boats. So we're going to fight and we either die or we, the only way you're going to win is if, is if the only way you're going to live is if oh, you Oh yeah, win. I know that story. Yeah. Yeah. So they for won. me, they won because they burned the boats. There was no escape route. So for me, when I started my business, I was so ready to start it that I was like, I'm going full in. I'll be half time at my company until this date. And then, and then if I can't pay my bills, like, I don't know what I'll do. I'll move back home with my parents, you know, 3000 miles away. I'll do whatever I have to do. And you know what? I fucking sold <laughs> like, and I did it hey, poorly Jenny. at first. I think that, you know, selling is an art, right? And it's something that we learn. And I think it's learned, my favorite way of learning is with mentors. Like you can read all the books you want, but until you have someone that's listening to your sales calls and, and you're watching how they do sales and how they do sales actually aligns with your values. Like for me, and I know this is true for you, Jeffrey, and I imagine it's true for you, Jen. Selling is about relationship. It's about like hanging out with people, having conversation. My goal is always to leave them better. I don't care if they buy from me or not. Like if they leave and they're like, wow, I feel really uplifted by that conversation. And oh, I learned a thing or two. Awesome. Like that's what I want. And then to me, it's just crystal clear at the end of a call. If I feel I can help them and the vibe is right between us, I'll offer and we'll discuss it. But if it's not going to work, I'm happy to refer them. I'm happy to offer them a resource. It's just, to me, it's about relationship. And so finding the mentors that are values aligned with you, getting the training, and then really taking time to reflect after your sales calls, what worked about that, what didn't work about that, and making it a practice more than anything else. And how do you make sales yourself when you're looking for a new uh, customer, which many coaches erroneously call a client? So I make it very difficult, quote unquote, to get on a sales call with me. And all that means is I give a couple extra steps because a value of mine is clarity and relationship, obviously. So when you go to book a call with me, you fill out a little form that asks you about your business, what you do, your website, why you're interested to talk to me specifically. 
because I want them to think about like they could work with any coach and there's a whole lot of coaches out there that are a lot cheaper than I am. So like, why me? Because if they're not enrolled in me, it's probably not going to be the best fit. And then I also give a little space that says, you know, which services are you interested in? It says the service and the price. And then I have them click another box that's like, have you read the prices? And are you ready to invest in yourself through coaching if this is a good fit? And they have to check that box. So people have come into the sales calls very aware of what the call is going to entail and what the prices are. And then I always set context on my calls too. I say, hey, we're going to talk about the difference between coaching, consulting, and therapy. I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions about you and your life and make sure that I can actually help you. And then at the end, if it feels right, we'll talk about working together. How does that sound? And you can just see people relax because they know exactly what's coming. I agree. With really you like too. that. because I, I will tell I you, though, like there are coaches. Hey, Jenny, there's coaches. There's a guy who coaches speakers and to do a better speech. And I pinged him and I said, can we just talk for a couple of minutes? And he about what? Like, dude, I'm Jeffrey Gittimer. I've given 2,500 speeches. You want to try to qualify me for this conversation? Go fuck yourself. And that was it. That was the end of it. And have I a nice day. No, no, don't believe me. Have I hope it fucking rains and your top is down. Okay. So you have to be careful about how you pre-qualify people to make sure that the good ones don't aren't offended by all the stuff that you're asking them. And yours sounds really gentle. Yours mm. sounds exactly right. Oh, thanks. Like if I'm interested, I'd, I'd keep going. I think what it does is it, it lets the client qualify themselves. So it yeah. lets the client say, you know, this really isn't a good fit for me because there's no way on the planet I would spend however much money a month on coaching. And you're like, okay, cool. We don't need to chat. Like I'm not here to convince you to work with me. Right. And there's so many people who are afraid to put their pricing out there. I do something similar in a, in a questionnaire when people apply, like, are you willing to invest this much money a month in your personal development? And if not, like, I'm not the coach for you, yeah, like, that's very, okay. Yeah. We have several people with less qualifications that can help you. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't recommend them, but yes, we do. So like, and I like that also you break down the difference between therapy, coaching and consulting. I agree. That's How brilliant. many people sign up for coaching that actually need therapy? Like it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And how many people come in and they want consulting and then they're like, why can't you just give? And it's like, I do consult obviously some with my clients, but it's very important to me that we don't reinforce stories that they don't know how they're not good enough. And sometimes somebody just giving you advice, it undermines your long-term success. I was driving my daughter home today from the nail salon, put things in perspective. <laughs> and she has just eliminated, she's just deleted her Instagram, her TikTok and something else. She goes, I feel so relieved that I've been, that I've eliminated them. And I put a private thing up there that if you're a real friend of mine, mm. here's my text, just reach out to me. Wow. That's great. She said it was okay. Now she said the first text I got was someone asking for my advice. She's 13. I said, how many people ask for your advice? She goes, Oh, everybody. So she's a coach in the making. Mm, she, yeah. just doesn't, she just doesn't know it yet. Everyone, and it's like a therapist or a coach. I think there's a very fine line between the two of them because therapists coach. Hmm. Not all coaches are therapists. Correct. I yeah. am not a therapist. Yeah. And I'm the first to tell a client when they need therapy. 
<laughs> yeah. And I love therapists. So I'm like, yeah, get get a coach and a therapist. Like it's great. Right. Like it's a great combination. Right. Right. There's no reason to have just one. Have both. No. <laughs> I have used three words my entire adult life. Seek professional help. Mm. I'm an amateur. I can tell you what I've done, but I've I've had four wives. So I'm not going to talk about relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to me, why wouldn't we always be seeking professional help? Because beginner's mind, humility, we just don't know that much, right? And so even right now, like I uh, I broke my leg recently. Do you know how much help I've been getting? Like so much help. And it's been, it's been beautiful. And I've learned so much about my body and I actually feel very healthy at this point. But same with sales, same with any other topic, same with our exactly. personal development. We have blind spots and we can't see them and we don't know what we don't know. I agree. The term beginner's mind just struck me as something very interesting because I think that most people don't think they have a beginner's mind. And that's a very humbling mentality to say like, well, I'm, I'm a beginner here, right? It's just an interesting concept. Like when you're selling, do you think you have a beginner's mindset or do you think about it as, hey, there are people who have been there, done that, got the sales award, like they have some inkling of how they've been successful and maybe they can impart that wisdom and speed up your process or cut down the time it's going to take to get to where they did by mm. sharing their knowledge and wisdom, you know? And so I just, it's an interesting beginner's mind. It's an interesting concept. And how do you, how do you frame that? Well, I mean, I think we can frame it in the two different ways that you just mentioned Jen because one having a beginner's mind whenever I learn from someone so you know Jeffrey when I come to you right now I close a lot of sales I think I mean it's over 90 percent and if I were to go to one of your courses I know like woohoo if I were to go to one yeah. of your courses I'd be like I'm gonna try this on all of it because this dude knows what he's talking about got yeah okay so I would look at it from the, think about this from the as you're talking to other people Mm -hmm. and you tell them about a beginner's mindset, I think that you would have to go back and say, listen, you know a lot, you have experiences. I want to make certain that your fundamentals are foundationally correct. Because some people start out at this level mm. because their mom or their dad or whatever, and they think they know all this stuff, which they don't know. Mm. They haven't had that uh, the value of starting at the beginning. Yeah. And I just want to make sure we, you may be advanced but you may not be. And if you're not, I'm going to, sh I'm going to share a pathway. Nice. I would imagine that a telltale sign that there's something about our fundamentals that needs work is any anxiousness going to sales calls, any lack of connection. Uh, and sometimes you just don't connect with the prospect, right? It happens, but um, like feeling a lack of connection or like you, you have to put on a face to get on your sales calls. I think these would all be signs that it's, it would be an opportunity to get additional training and to bring that beginner's mind. Or anyone from New York City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, they already know everything. Yeah, I think there are, there's the opposite of that, where the people believe they always have something to learn. You know, like I, I will go to any seminar or conference that interests me around learning, even if it's something I'm an expert in, because I believe that I'm always going to pick up something that if my mind is open, if your mind is open, you'll learn something. And I, I think there's some other people out there too who are of that totally. growth mindset. My 25-year, 30-year mentor, um, Harvey McKay, says the biggest room in anyone's home is a room for improvement. That's good. That's really good. It's accurate. 
So talking about improvement and seminars and, and growth, Megan, tell us about the summit that you have coming up. Yeah, yeah. I'm so psyched for the summit, you guys. And I'm psyched because, I mean, I enjoyed our interview so much, Jeffrey. Jen, I'm going to be interviewing you shortly. And the more people, I know I'm excited too. And the more people that I talk with, I'm just like, wow, this is going to be, it will be impossible for people not to see a difference in their business, even if they just come to, to the talks. And so the summit is called Unlimited Possibility for Business Success, a holistic look at how entrepreneurs crush deadlines, get shit done, and never feel alone again. And we're looking at it from all angles. We're looking at it from how are you taking care of yourself? Like what's the lifestyle that sets you up? What are the sales tactics? What are the visibility tactics? You know, what about Tantra and what about our sensuality and how does tapping into that help us become better business people? So we're really looking at it from a lot of different angles so that if you have any blind spots that you don't know about, odds are this is gonna help you identify at least one of them. <laughs> It'll help you level up. One of the interesting thing about blind spots is look at how the automobile industry has evolved over the last hundred years to where they're telling you where your blind spot is by some kind of beeping noise or mm. some kind of mirror mm. inside of your car. They're trying to show you your blind spot. And we as people don't recognize that we have the blind spot because there's nothing beeping. Yeah. Wow, so Jeffrey, important. that's such a good analogy. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. I love that analogy. I wish I wish I did have a blind spot alert. That would really make my life <laughs> my life a lot easier. There's like there's like a little thing that goes off. It goes, hey douchebag, yo, pay attention here. Here's what's going on. You're that's right. Be careful. Brick wall ahead, dishonest yeah. person ahead. Be careful of this person, bad reputation. You know, there's all kinds of things that we do, you and I, all of us do that lead us into the false sense of, oh, this person's okay. Mm. And they may not be. Yeah. And every one of us has had that. Every single one of us has had that. Yeah. I, I want like a blind spot bleeper that just like <laughs> comes around me, me that like you're going to make a move. And it's like, <laughs> I bet we could yeah, train that, a parrot to do that. You guys are in, in Florida, right? Like, or no, you're in Charlotte uh, South and then Carol South Carolina. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> a parrot. Um, no, but like, how cool would that be? Even if somebody pinched you in the ass to get you warned about it or gave you a cold <laughs> slap in the face. Yeah. See, that's it. You know, sorry, you have to take a cold plunge right now because you didn't <laughs> see the warning signal. How so, can our diehards get in on this? What does that look like? Where do yeah. they go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will send you guys a link. Do you have show notes? You can throw it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll throw it in the show notes. You can throw it in the show notes. The website is going live this evening. Uh, so by the time this goes out, it will definitely be up and live. People can register. We have 31 experts that are talking about their holistic approach to business success. And yeah, it's just going to be a blast. That concept is just exactly right. What's, you know, what's there's that? No drugs involved. It's holistic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, the, well, and also there's no manipulation involved. It's holistic. And both Jeffrey and I are speakers. And so come join us. It's going to be a party. There's like, I think a Facebook group where you get to hang out with us and stuff like that. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. There's a Facebook group. Pop so, on in. So click the link in the show notes, join us there. And it's going to be a blast. And if you would like a tour of Meg's holistic pantry, <laughs> it's, right, it's right behind you. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But my, my partner's place is, a, he runs a, a clip. Let me clinic. explain it. This is this is her life, and she lives by the holistic approach to both life and business. Mm, yeah, and if you can get those can those two things to merge, 
you're going to win. Yeah. You're going to totally win because you live your lifestyle and you preach your lifestyle. And that becomes so authentic, it's scary. Mm. And it's magnetic. So talk about sales. Like yeah. when we're taking care of ourselves holistically and we're lit up by what we do and we're well nourished on every level, physically, emotionally, mentally, with the work that we do, like it's hard not to make sales. Agreed. That's right. Where can they find you? Like, uh, so I'm at MeganTaylorMorrison.com. My Instagram is MeganTaylorMorrison. And then, of course, on the summit, we'll be hosting the whole party. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys on the summit. Is there a URL? URL You're going to pop it in the show notes. The URL for the summit's going to be. Okay, good. Meg, thank you for being here today. So glad we got to chat. Thanks, y'all. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to like, share. Yeah, share with both your friends. And subscribe to the podcast. And remember, we have a free 22-day sales challenge. Just go to gutimer.com slash sales challenge to start you on your way.